So here we are on the evening of May 7th, the Scorpio full moon, and I am going to release a few of my poems, and I'm going to release them with the disclaimer that they are explicit, they are also raw, um, they're raw, and for many people, I don't know if you all have heard this kind of poetry before, um, and because of that, I, I feel like they're, they're, it, it's important to have the trigger, trigger warning, but also the caveat on the other end of this is my art. And because it's my art, it, it's separate from me. It is me, but it's separate from me. So um, I think it's important to make that nuance. So I hope of what you hear, you enjoy these are the most Scorpio poems that I have. I have other ones um, that have different tones, but these are the ones that seemed to fit for the evening. So enjoy, um, yeah. This poem is called 41. At first you'll think it's past and long since over they will tell you that it is temporary. They will tell you that this too shall pass and nothing lasts forever. They'll tell you to just get over it, get on with it, like throwing baby out with bath water until the thing itself starts kicking like a baby you will never have, but you will always carry, will always make you sick until you do not know your name, but wonder what its name is called, and if there's any separation, wonder who this was who put the seed inside you until you remember and you wish and you cry for it to go away the memory of hateful hands upon your body two days to fight or now fully remember but it's there the remnants the traces of what those two hands four hands five hands six hands all those hands left behind it happened so you will pray to God to be induced for epidural, for water birth or C-sections, for legs open in a back seat, a one week long delivery, for genital mutilation if that's what it takes for deliverance from what was sent and unwillingly received. So take it back, you bastard. Take your bastard to your basement and let me live in peace and sleep one night without a kick or nightmare. Mare Madre Dios Mio, whoever's fucking listening, hear this. I don't agree that rape or hate is one of those things that happens for a reason. So no, not everything happens for a reason. For everything, there is a season, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to swap overdue with temporary, swap fear and pain with temporary, like swapping babies at the nursery. This poem is called, You Are Safe Here in These Arms. And it's unique in that it is both part two of another poem, whose last line is, You Are Safe Here in These Arms. And it is also its own poem in and of itself. You are safe here in these arms, no matter what we are out there, 
no matter what happens between us one day, someday in the future, no matter what happened between us, to you, to me, in the past, you are safe here in these arms. You are safe here in these arms. These arms are ready, armed to fight the dark beside you, if only for a night, if only for one life, or every lifetime, for this moment and tomorrow, should you need me. You are safe here in these arms. I will never hurt you, will kiss away your tears with the same excitement that I will the space between your legs. It is all the same to me, it's you, every scent and smell a mission. My mission is for you to know, for you to feel that you are safe here in these arms. Maybe, baby, this is how we continue on forever. Half the time I have no idea what I call poems or they change names throughout the era. Um, so I'm just going to call this one number 33 because that is what it is numbered. It's about um, a scene I stumbled upon as I was walking my dog one time. I saw two people breaking up and watching a breakup from the outside is just something that I think is so universally relatable, especially in New York City. Ugh. It's like my heart is already like, ugh. Okay, number 33. Like statues, they stood frozen on the pavement. Him with folded hands and glazed expression, eyes upon a flagpole in the distance, eyes not even looking at her who stood with arms akimbo, body like a stutter that spoke but still said nothing, only shook with pent-up words without an exit. Outside, upon the pavement, I watched as they stood frozen in silent breakup, a foot between them, watched as they stood frozen but for different reasons, her to hold her in and him to keep her out. I watched her hands shoot out in confused plea, then up to distressed temples missing God, then out in plea again before she returned to first position, arms akimbo quaking underneath the streetlight gaslit by vacant face without emotion, still in all her motions, she said no word in all of this, and he made no move to touch her. They just stood there, severing. I forgot I even wrote this poem. I have no idea when I wrote this poem. But here we go. We're finding one from the from the vaults. I haven't even um, read this one myself, so let's see just how just how cray it got. <sighs> it's called I Have Seen Hell. Already, I mean, where are we? Come on. I have seen hell can tell you it is not a land of flames. It is a plane crash where trauma collides with bad psychiatry, where you are trapped inside a burning building above the impact, stuck at the very top, 
and it's the same day the stock markets crash, the insides burning, the rugs pulled out, the floors pulled out, nowhere to go. You wonder, is it better to jump out, try to descend, imagine fantasies of Superman flying through a window there to save you, a bungee cord, a parachute, a giant trampoline, a fireproof suit. The underworld is Pompeii. There aren't flames here, but it is not the flames that scare you. It's the nowhere to go, the sight of it all coming down, the crack, the echo, the debris. I built myself a parachute, dove out the window, screaming, I'm afraid of heights, but it was better. Rather take the risk of dying from my belief that I can fly and make it. We'll turn a cocktail into a Molotov if needed, add its soap. If it makes it stick better, we'll turn a belt into a weapon. We'll scale the side of a building with bleeding nails if that's what it takes and I will make it. Can tell you the one thing that all this trauma's taught me is that you must keep moving through it, around it, down it. Must not give up, you can make it home, I know it can make it through these gates unscathed. I see the light at the end of the cave. It's not the afterlife, just what's after all of that. It's life, and it is waiting. Maybe this is where it started, when he closed the door. Maybe this is how it continued, when I said no and the hand went over my windpipe. When I said no and he said, take it, bitch, good girl. Maybe this is how it kept on repeating. When I forgot that it had started long before that. Maybe this is how it kept on repeating. When I said I need to talk and the phone remained unanswered. The message Face my body unread, silent. My silence met with silence. My belated, shaking voice met with an I don't give a fuck. I fucked you already. Was it not enough? You're needy. Maybe this is where it went on. In every hopeful false start and that same repeating happy ending. Where is my own happy ending? My snuffed out candle, simple. Just be kind. Where's the wish, the dream? The light's off, all is well, and you are safe here in these arms. Silence is the thing you put at the end of a gun, then point and shoot. It isn't humanitarianism. You're not being a bigger person by saying nothing. You're turning my trigger into your weapon, making a something out of a nothing, holding a pillow to my face while I scream into its softness. You took what is holy for being empty, left this temple filled with entrails of the words you didn't say, a carcass bleeding, and I there praying that you will just say something, interrupt this slaughterhouse you've left behind inside my halls, the walls that I let down for you, my holy place, the silence. And all I do not say, and need not say, and I, I keep standing here praying in this abandoned house of God all on my own. Here's another one that I found that I think I wrote this on the subway one day, which is pretty often that's where I'm writing. I'm writing on my phone, um, on a walk, on the subway, somewhere. So I haven't read this in months, and I'll be reading it 
for the first time as I read it now. How would you feel if they found you out? Found out that you were gay, that you were raped, twice divorced, choked, joked for being smartest. Lost a brother to his hand, a sister to the fist of unknown mans. How would it feel if someone found that pole to which you cling, like mommy's shin, the truth behind which each one of us cowers, cowards? Is that what we are, defeated, trapped in life behind our secrets, behind a show of grandeur and of sanity? Or is this what we've been told is wrong, the act of acting with humanity, of saying what is wrong and asking what is wrong and actually caring what the answer is? How would your game change if you knew today that she was bleeding, that she was fertile? Would she exist at all and who would stay, the one you could impregnate or the one with whom there's zero chance? Be honest. How would you feel if you were on her bed, the best fuck of your life about to happen when you watch her clamp shut, shut down, fight back, see the sight of broken, weeping, screaming, retreating from you, big bad wolf. You can't convince her body that you're not. She looks at you as if you're guilty and she feels it too. Believe me, the grief of punctured dreams and unfucked pussy from a pussy fucked and punctured by someone she cannot stop remembering. How does it feel, men, to wear the scarlet letter now, I wonder, to be on trial for your sex, to be the hunted, to know it isn't you that she's afraid of, isn't your fault, isn't hers, it's someone who isn't here, but here's the remnants, the tenants of her trauma, her, of her trauma who've taken up residence, could you live with them? Can you live with them? Can you live with yourself, with your past, with what you don't and cannot understand, with your and her crazy? How would you feel if the crowd stood by the readied stake just waiting, sated only by a wrong set right that maybe wasn't even wrong at all, but still your burn? How many times have you had to lie to stay alive? Just the little things, those things you don't disclose and aren't so little in the least, but you will keep to keep them clapping, keep them happy, keep them liking, keep them wishing they could be like you, while you will wish that you could be too. What would you do if they only knew, if that fragile globe of truth rolled off the shelf and told your story? This poem is called Harmony. Harmony is an illusion, delusion for the confused, just craving fusion, craving intimacy and carving intricacies inside a body that's all battlefield of bodies, broken and dismembered. Remember that your member is a pipe that can blow a gale on two dead embers, awaken memories unremembered, Remember that your bellows gets below the rainbow version of herself a lady's painted, of who she wishes she could be. Your sword knows more than she about herself until the cut comes and it pours the long-forgotten wounds and tombs, her womb, a cemetery, and a nursery all at once. 
for with every life she gives, she gives death alongside with it, creates beginning and an ending. It's why she spins in circles. This poem is called To Keep You Safe. Sometimes leaving is all that you can do. Sometimes loving is all that you can do. Sometimes these things coexist and there's the conflict. So tell me, is it wrong to want to keep you away from inner fury, keep you away from inner rage? I'll wager you will see, engage, and say no thank you. Take your guns back home, and I'll be home with guns to point at no one but myself. So tell me, is it wrong to wish that you could see me and be afraid of you to see me? Not the body, but the terror, hurt the broken. I have holes, black holes, that look like orifices through which you'll disappear to foreign universes. To keep you safe, I'll tell you, go away and make reasons for you to go away while wishing I didn't have to. But that is how it is, so go away. I wish that you would go away. I want to keep you safe. This poem is called, I Tell Myself. You'll come back one day, I tell myself. Because they always do, that's how it goes. I tell myself in five years, maybe ten, when at last the realization has dawned, I tell myself that I was right there for the taking, and now you come too late. I tell myself you will be too late. I will harden my heart against you. I tell myself it's my only consolation to know that you will return. I tell myself the timing doesn't matter. Timing is everything. I tell myself so many stories that you'll come back because even if it never matter then, it matters now, I tell myself. <laughs>